This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks. I have the pleasure of having the winner of a most recent Shark Tank-ish event in New York City, Siobhan Hodges here from Grills and Granola. Welcome to the show. Hey. Awesome. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. Welcome to the Halo sector. Once you're in, you never get out. Dang. So you're going to help get people healthy, feeling better. You're going to help us solve loneliness and obesity at the same time. So it's just a small venture that we're embarking on. So why don't you give your personal background? Then we'll talk about your business and then we'll talk about where it's going. Yeah. So, so personal background, um, me, I am a global learning manager. I'm a fitness entrepreneur um, and I'm also a proud divorcee. Oh, okay. Yes, I know. I look very young, but you know, I've lived like two whole lives in this in this 30, 30 years that I've been on it. So let's get to the next phase here and just uh, take all your experiences and just kind of use it as a trampoline, it sounds like. Yeah. So ex- speaking of experiences, so, so when I got a divorce, I was very depressed. Um, and I also have a panic disorder. Okay. Uh, and during this time, like most women, when we go through breakups, it's like, listen, I'm either trying to be a snack or I'm trying to make a stack. That's it. Hmm. I'm either trying to make some money or I'm just trying to be cute go out to the club with my friends and party. But what I realized is that, you know, you can't, partying is really bad for people who have anxiety because alcohol is a depressant and it makes you feel like crap. Um, So I decided that I was just going to spend more time in the gym. I was like, I have a better shot at getting chose again if I just look good. (laughs) But what I realized was that I was actually healing myself because it was the year 2015. And I remember because it was October and Drake and Future had dropped this mixtape called What a Time to Be Alive. And I listened to this song, Digital Dash, and repeat over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the song, that whole album, that was like the soundtrack to me just healing. And then I also started getting bored with all the classes that were offered at my gym. So I was like, hmm, trap music, trap music, what can we do with this? Okay, trap aerobics. If I say that to someone, somebody gets it. Um, so from there, I used all of like my background um, in training and development, built this project plan. And for nine months, I just just obsessed over trying to create my own business um, and make my class trap aerobics. Wait, and so when you were doing that, were you inside of someone else's club? Were you trying to do that just as pop-ups or what, what was the testing ground? So the testing ground was the first thing I did was I Beyonce-fied it. So Beyonce, she would always- Is that a term always, now, like in Google? Beyonce-fied? I, mean, I, I like it. I don't know. I feel like with the, the black Twitterverse, it. it's like if you do it like Beyonce, it means that you do it until it's absolutely flawless. Gotcha. Um, so for me, it looked like I created the class in my grandmother's backyard. And I remember because the music they were talking about, like back that ass up and stuff like that. And she's just watching out her window like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, um, I invited all of my close friends. I did- five classes for free with all my close friends, recorded myself on my GoPro and just watched and watched and watched until I was like, is my energy right? Is the queuing right? Whatever. Um, and then from there, first class launched in June of 2016. And it was very well received. So it was a combination of what you already knew, what you were already doing from a functional standpoint, plus layering in music, dance, and what other components like from a fitness standpoint the, yeah. the efficacy of the exercises where did that come from just your own personal experiences yeah so I've always been an athlete as well right um, what'd you play I played soccer and I played varsity basketball nice and I had this brief stint when I was really into badminton okay um 
It was really great. Um, but Do you wear knee pads and like on the floor in badminton or you kind of kept it? I kept it like kept it New York trade. City, inner city kid. You know, inner you're not get, we're not getting dirty. We're not getting dirty. Okay, that's good. I haven't <laughs> played badminton in a while, but I feel like I would like, if, like if I'm going for a loose ball in basketball, I would like go for the, the, the te- what do they call it anyway? What? Tether? What, what's the, uh, what, what's the cone that, that people, that you hit in a badminton? What's it? I don't know, but I want to call it the snitch, like, like you know, like Harry Potter had the, the golden snitch. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd be on the ground, like, trying to just, you know, bump that back up or something, but maybe not. Yeah, but, but, but just exercising and being an athlete, I literally remember I have always been a very anxious person, and my parents, they thought that I was socially awkward. So the first thing that they did when I was nine, they put me in this cheerleading crew because they were like, you you don't know how to make friends. And I'm like, I realize it's just like, I don't like small talk. I just, I need to have some sort of purpose to have a conversation. Mm. Um, and sports was the way that I got there. Gotcha. And I held on to that. So fast forward. So you, you get this uh, exercise program, you know, honed in your grandmother's backyard. Yeah. And then... You took you had people come over there and do it in in the backyard, or did you take it into a, a more traditional studio? Or I started renting club? studios around the city and making them come after work because all my friends were working in the ad industry with me at the time. Okay, um, so it was just like, oh, c- come to the class after work and, and take it and try it. Um, and when I say the reception was overwhelmingly positive, I, I I honestly couldn't even believe that it was taking off so as rapidly as it did. Um, yeah, first, first year, lots of accolades, teaching it at Facebook, teaching it at Tumblr, um, being invited to other cities to teach to teach a class. Nice. And where's the name come from, Girls of Granola? Ooh. You know, no one's really asked this question, so All I'm right, just going to well, tell you. Okay. Uh, so grills, grills, those are the gold-plated dentures of hip-hop, right? And then granola, <laughs> granola to me, as someone who's from Jamaica, Queens, I thought about access to health. Because okay. that's part of my mission, um, and granola is like one of few things that you can get that's like healthy from the corner store. So, yeah, got it. Because there aren't as many choices. Yeah, so it's like an ode to hip hop, but it's also an ode to access in within this like wellness space. Got it. I like it. So fast forward. So where are we today? So today we are um, we're doing a few things. One, we're teaching regularly in other cities. Um, well, not in other cities, in other boroughs, sorry. I okay. forget, this is New York. But I'm teaching a class in Harlem, I'm teaching in Brooklyn, and then I'm still popping up in Manhattan now. Um, changing, I'm changing my strategy a little bit. So now I know that my, my focus and my core audience are women of color in a certain age bracket. Um, and so now I'm, I've actively decided to teach in their neighborhoods because it's just a bit more convenient for them to go to the studio around the corner from their house, whatever that local dance studio is, versus commute, commuting all the way into the city to take a fitness class. Got it. So when you take a look at scaling yourself, how many have you gotten other uh, of your friends or people have taken it and said, hey, look, put me through some kind of teacher training and let me go out there and become, you know, a, a G&G ambassador or mm-hmm. certified instructor? How, how have you thought about that? Yeah, so right now there are two two of my friends that are that can teach trap aerobics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something they teach with me. But the next step now is that we definitely want to create an instructor certification program um, because I put a button on my website 
and I had 15 people reach out to me and none of them live in New York. Actually, That's like awesome. two out of the 15 live in New York asking, hey, I want to become an instructor. And That's I never great. advertised it. It's just been sitting on the website. So... That's next. I think that's a that's a Q Q two or Q three goal. And have you done any instructional videos for that purpose yet, or is that something that you're going to do, or could it yeah. be an online teaching class, or would, you, would it be a weekend or like a Zumba type of yeah schooling? Still trying to decide. Um, I my the learning and development person in me wants to create a digital course, but I also recognize that for train the trainers. I, I would probably do a full day, like eight hour instructor certification program in person um, and see how that goes and then see how I can translate that, that those modules onto a digital platform. Gotcha. So you also, um, you're still doing your, your day job or this is, this is 100% day job now? This is 100% day job. Um, how I am supporting myself is that I, I'm using all of my experience. So I'm teaching group fitness classes like in the corporate wellness space. Um, doing things like Office Olympics in, for different corporations and and just using all my skills, yeah. So where, where do you want a company, where do you want to take this and, and how are you thinking about crafting up the, the story and the strategy? And, you know, obviously you've got some really strong reviews and, and presence in the, in the five boroughs. Yeah. Obviously there's a lot of people here that this will resonate with. Uh, when we talked to, I was on the phone on Friday with someone who started up a, a vegan company and she was saying, I'm, I'm going to, I'm in Southern California, but I'm going to go to Italy and I'm going to go to New Zealand. And I'm like, well, why don't you just stay in Southern California? Like you've got more vegans there per, yeah per, per, per population than probably anywhere in the world. Um, so how, how are you thinking about, you know, what to do and how to lay that out? And obviously we're going to meet up and, yeah. and kind of strategize on that, but you know, you've you've done learning, you know, yeah. you've been a learning teacher, right, and, yeah. and a manager, so you know that you know things happen sequentially; they don't you know jump. So how how do you think about that, and and also how do you like put a break on where you want to be versus where you are, and still feel good about knowing that you're making progress? Hmm. That's a run-on sentence. I think, yeah, and that is, that is a loaded question. Um. Yeah, I don't even know where I don't even know if there is a question in there, but for, for answer however you want. Okay. I feel like how am I measuring my success? Okay. So I would say the first thing is that I have this vision of what I would want my company to look like. And for me, I view Grills and Granola as a house. I think that there's an interesting way to take on individual nuances from culture and, uh, and make fitness experiences around them. And so for me, I would want to be, if I close my eyes and like really dream it out, I would want to be the first globally recognized, fully enfranchisable fitness brand owned by a woman of color. And it doesn't just start, it doesn't just end at trap aerobics. Um, I have so many ideas. Like I think about like church people, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, my grandmother, she went to a Baptist church and they do this praise dancing stuff. And I never want to be a part of the team because that's not my jam. But I thought like, hmm, if there was like a fitness module around praise dance, it's still movement. Sure. You could get some some really dope gospel music because like there's so there's like trap gospel. Use that music. We're talking about Jesus Christ. There's still no cursing. People are still moving, and that is such a a a, a very large you know market. You know there are a lot of Christians in the U.S. So why don't they have their own training program that that ties directly to their community? There's so many ideas that I can I I've had. But for me, I wanted to do a house. So the first thing I'll do with Trap Aerobics is I want to scale it to the level of Zumba. 
because um, I think Zumba does it really well. Um, most of the, the most, some of the most diverse instructors I know, their entryway has always been Zumba. So I'm like, trap aerobics can get there because everybody loves trap music. And I see that by, I see in terms of execution, I would like to do different train the trainer sessions in the major cities based on my Google analytics. And it's usually major cities where kind of, that are very similar to New York, you mm-hmm. know, um, do some train the trainer sessions there and literally just Zumbify it, feed them content, feed them routines every month. Um, this is, those are, that's kind of like what's been running in the back of my mind lately. It's like, what is that going to look like? Um, but I think that I can definitely reach people. When I looked at digital marketing and putting out ads and generating leads, um, oftentimes, for some reason, t- people in Texas love me. And they're always, like, filling out things. So I'm using the, the data from from those, the lead generation, to to identify. If I was going to do five trap aerobics instructor certification courses in person, one full day, where would I do them? And I would do them in the top five cities that I get um, people looking at my website and lead generation on Facebook and Instagram. Got it. So take a step back now to Jamaica, Queens, when you're running your classes now, is this typically the first experience that people are having working out in a, in a group setting? Is this people who have, who are not comfortable going to a, a gym or to a studio? Obviously a lot of the studios cater to, high-density areas in, you know, affluent mm-hmm. demographics and kind of if the um, if the real estate Buxton is like one of these analytics, you know, they look at it and they say, okay, here's the areas to go into and it's, you know, Upper East Side, mm-hmm. you know, this area around here um, and then picking locations around the country that have a certain demographic profile, which does not meet, you know, Jamaica, Queens yeah. uh, because of X, Y, Z. Talk to me about some of the people that are coming in, what they're looking to achieve, how it makes them feel, yeah. you know, bringing them into the halo sector. Um, I would say when I when I look at the women who come to my class, they they vary. I, I've seen age 22 to like 50. Um, all of them work full-time jobs, like usually blue collar. And a lot of them are at the beginning of their wellness journey. So they're really just trying to find their tribe and find that thing that's going to get them moving. I mean, I'm talking about women who are doing squats, sticking their tongue out because because Megan Thee Stallion is playing in the background, um, and it's like they don't they don't care about how hard the squat is. I think they really are just there for the vibes. Right. Um, so I think I think that's where it's at. They're usually at the beginning, or they're kind of in the middle, and they're just trying to look for things to switch it up. Gotcha. Yeah. So when in, in Jamaica right now, you're tell us where the locations are, what the you know how people find out about you. Yeah. So right now, I'm not teaching in Jamaica. I am in Harlem okay. right now. I'm at teaching at Go Hard Dance, but all of our classes are listed um, on the website, which is grillsandgranola.com. And then I'm also teaching at 440 Studios um, in Astor Place. And then sometimes I'm popping up at Dance Wave in downtown Brooklyn. Yeah. That's great. So how many classes can you personally do per week? Ooh. My, my cap for me is three because um, it's just really taxing on my body and I lose weight quite rapidly and I start looking a little gaunt. So, um, okay. yeah, it's, it, my cap is three because it, it is high intensity and it's a lot. It's a lot. And you have to do it with them. It's like it's an exchange of energy. It's not, I'm not the instructor that just be like, hey, do your push-ups. Like, no, I'm, I'm in this with you because that's, that's the vibe I want. Mm-hmm. So if you look at other fitness concepts or different uh, group exercise classes, 
using names of different types of classes, what's this a mix of? Mm, It's a mix of hit, right? There's like some hit sections. It's a mix of Zumba, but to trap music and, and traditional aerobics, I would say. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And how many people do you have in a class and what, what's that experience or what's some, what's some of the feedback that you've gotten? Um, we'll have usually like 20 people in a class, which I think is comfortable enough. Um, I've done like large classes with like 60 people and it's been equally as fun, but I try to make sure that people's um, modifications and alignment is, is right. And I go around and I try to check that. Um, and the feedback we get, it's just dope. I think people people love me, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is... Which is um, which I appreciate now more because as someone who was dealing with, with depression in the past, it's like it's hard for you to find your sense of self-worth when you're just by yourself um, and just like in your head. But people love the energy. People love the judgment-free nature of the class. And I always tell them that if they cannot follow and keep up with the moves that I do, then just dance because to me it's more important that you keep your heart, heart going. How open are you about the depression and the anxiety and, and other components of things that you've been through with people either that are in the class or during the class or after the class? Because I think it's important everyone's comparing themselves to this highlight reel of other people's Facebook page or, yeah. you know, compilations of what their photos look like. And the reality is that everybody's got something going on, mm-hmm. regardless of what where you're at. Nothing's ever perfect. And it seems you're transparency in that uh, probably is is extremely helpful for people to understand that they're not alone and that they can accomplish these goals if they put the time in? Yeah, I'm super transparent to the point where if I've had a really shitty day, I will say, listen, today's been rough, guys, so I'm turning it up. And like I'll, I change my music at the last minute depending on my mood. Um, and sometimes I play really angry stuff and people are just like, whoa, I felt that today. But I'm very transparent about it because for me, the the more open I am talking about it, the more I can separate myself from it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll say like, man, t- depression's kicking my ass today. I'll never say I'm depressed, but I'll be like, yo, it's kicking my ass today. And then for me, I just personify and say, yep, there's that bitch over there just trying to ruin my day. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So uh, as you go down this path of of being an entrepreneur, and doing this effectively on your own, except for a couple of instructors that, that you've certified. Yeah. Um, what what do you need on your team full-time or how are you thinking about, all right, for me to get from X to Y, here's what I need, whether it's, you know, capital, whether it's mm-hmm. chief marketing officer, or whether it's somebody to just do my scheduling or maybe it's someone to do my, my yeah. digital. How, how do you think about that? Because you've been a part of large companies that have those types of resources and infrastructure. Yeah. And you know being an entrepreneur is, you know, bootstrap, but at some point you got to bootstrap and also have support. Yes. I think that for me, the the big thing that I really need is, um, yeah, I think I do need capital, but I would need capital for people. Like I definitely need a CMO and I definitely need a salesperson um, because I, I look at my own, I look at the the major contributions I've made to my company and I like I know I know that my strong suits are like building partnerships with people, making sure this brand story is what it needs to be and, and it is because it is me. Um but I definitely think I need a CMO. I definitely think I need someone who handles operations because 
it, it takes a lot of time away from the bigger picture when I have to constantly update Eventbrite, you know, and send out newsletters and answer people's emails. And it's just, it's just in con- and create content. Like, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Some of the uh, studios recently, I know Tiesto, as an example, is an investor in 305 Fitness. Ah. Uh, I know that there are some, uh, Mark Wahlberg is an actor, just uh, invested in F45. Um, trying to think, LL Cool J yeah. is an investor in Blink Fitness franchise. Really? Yeah, so there seems to be a lot of interest on behalf of celebrities, athletes, enthusiasts, you know, influencers in, into the category. Yeah. So if you had a wish list and said, here's some of the types of people that would represent the brand or be a party to the brand and, and really help you or, or epitomize what you're doing, who, who would be some of those types of people, if that's a fair question, or you can maybe just make it a, um, or that's an open-ended question. Or if you had influencers or ambassadors. Yeah. yeah. So I think that if, if I had influencers, ambassadors, I would say I would love for Jada Pinkett Smith to be one of my ambassadors okay. because she champions all this wellness stuff and, and health. Um Future, because he's just a great rapper to me. Uh, wow. That's so loaded. I've never thought about this. Those are two good ones. Yeah, but there's more. Um, obviously, Drake, because he's my favorite. Right. So that'll take us right to your Drake yes. quotes or lyrics, if you want to parlay those yes. into the conversation. We always ask everyone what their favorite quotes are or anything that they live by. So, yeah, Siobhan, have at it. Okay, so I have a Drake lyric for for pretty much every every stage of my life for the past four years. Wow. So um, one, starting with me being depressed and in that weird state of ooh, I I I just want to get chose by somebody else, whatever. Um, from the What a Time to Be Alive mixtape, there's a song called Digital Dash, and Drake says, "I don't forgive or forget. I don't let nobody in. Told myself never again." And I'm going in, okay. right? And that that is that was like that was my song. I played it over and over again, probably like a thousand times. It okay. was crazy. Um, Thankfully, it's not on a cassette like it used to be, or else it would be like yeah. ripped up. And I miss the days when you wait for the radio, you like hit record. Yeah, that was when Fifty that. Cents in the club dropped. That I literally waited and I would record it <laughs> on, my, on my little um, boombox. But so that's one. And then two is now I'm in this stage of. Okay, I'm gonna do this chop aerobics class because I have nothing else to do, and I need I need to do this, and I do it uh, things obsessively. Um, so there's a there's a Drake lyric from the song Right Hand. It's like a B side song. A lot of people don't know about it, but he says, um, "You dr- you dream big and sleep late. You got a lot on your plate. That's why you're always working out." And that that's my that's my Drake lyric of me. I'm in my flow state, and I'm I'm a little I'm struggling, but I'm here and I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now I would say. <laughs> Yeah, started from the bottom, now we're here. That's me hitting the prime. That's like 2017, 2018, and I'm like, I'm getting pressed and recognized, and I'm like, yeah, this is great. And then me right now, mm, I, there's, a, there's a Drake lyric from the song Life is Good. It's him, him and Future again, and he says, working on the weekends like usual. I say that that would be me. I'm just like spending a lot of time working on the stuff I, I care about. That's great. Well, we look forward to uh, helping you get to the next level and uh, put the pieces together here, make uh, Grills and Granola a household name and a trap workout of choice. 
So thanks for coming on. And uh, our listeners will be able to potentially license the programs or have a teacher trainer attend one of her events in later 2020. Thank Make you. Make it happen. Awesome. Thanks Thank for being you. on the show. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing experience, and the questions are so thought-provoking. All right. I appreciate that. There'll be more to come. Let's do it. <laughs>